Nancy Pelosi brought her own daughter's documentary team into the Capitol building for a LARP of the West Wing after she herself had rejected, rejected increased security for the Capitol that day. We're going to break this down and more. But first, I want to remind you the tickets for America Fest are on sale. I know I've been saying it all week, but guys, these are going to go fast. I know it's in December. We're two months out, but understand, don't come to me. Okay, don't. I said this last year as well, and it happened. I guarantee you it happens with every single turning point event. People will come to me and say, Poster, can you get me in? Poster, can you, can you hook me up? Can you get me on the list, man? Give me give me a media pass. Whatever. I'm going to tell you right now. You want to get your tickets, go to amfest.com, use promo code POSO, and do so before they sell out because I guarantee you they will. We're expecting 15,000 people there. Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, myself, Josh Hawley, Benny Johnson, Kaylee McEnany, Candace Owens, the great Tim Poole, Lauren Chen, and yes, Mike Lindell himself, the pillow man, will be there. Amfest.com, promo code Coso, secure your tickets now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is October 14th, 2022, Anno Domini. As you can see, I'm currently on the fly. I'm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, winging it off to parts unknown. But the news does not stop. First up tonight, Nancy Pelosi's hired daughter and a film crew for a January 6th LARP after rejecting increased security for the Capitol. We're going to break down this major scandal next. This weekend, the CCP will hold Xi Jinping's coronation ceremony, and Taiwan is bracing for what comes next. Third, liberal states' trans student numbers are hitting record highs, and one state is planning to criminalize non-gender-affirming parents. That's a dispatch from Clown World. And then finally, Wawa. You all know Wawa is exiting Philadelphia, the iconic brand, as street gangs are taking control of the city. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Did we go back into session? We did go back into session, but now apparently everybody on the floor is putting on tear gas masks to prepare for a breach. Well, I'm trying to get more information. They're putting on their tear gas masks. I'm going to call up the effing secretary of DOD. Oh, my gosh. They're just breaking windows. They're doing all, all kinds. Of, it's really that somebody, they said somebody was shot. It's just, it's just horrendous and all at the instigation of the president of the United States. I said, well, we're getting a counterpoint that is, we could take time uh, to clean up the poo-poo that they're making all over them, literally and figuratively in the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, rejected requests for increased security at the Capitol, rejected intelligence that said there were groups that were planning on instigating and breaking into the Capitol. You had the mayor of DC who rejected a request from the president, from Bill Barr as well, for increased security. And the Pentagon, the National Guard, as they're talking about here, rejected the president's order for troops to be deployed to secure Washington DC on January 6th. But even after playing her role in rejecting all of this, Speaker Pelosi, what did she do? 
Nancy Pelosi hired her daughter and her daughter's film crew to conduct a little documentary of what was going on behind the scenes on January 6th, even after she herself played a role as the head of the governing body of the Capitol Police to reject increased security on January 6th. This is why, by the way, you will never see Nancy Pelosi testifying in front of the January 6th committee. This is why. Because when you see stuff like this, you say, okay, let's see your emails. Let's hear about these phone calls. What time was this call made? What time was that call made? What about the days before January 6th? What about the meetings that were held? What about the people that you talked to who told you that these requests were being made and you did nothing about it? So then she goes this far as to hire her daughter, bring her daughter in, and they're play acting in front of the cameras. I wanna know which take is this? Is this take five? Is this take six? How many takes did it take you to get it right, Nancy? Oh, is it this? She's like, oh, I don't like my hair in that clip. Cut that one, let's do it again, let's do it over. Let's set up the next one. On January 6, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, the heads of Congress decided to film a West Wing LARP instead of doing their jobs. That's what they decided to do. And they're sitting there in front of you looking like absolute fools in front of the entire country. And we know they look like fools. This looks like a script that got rejected from Veep. They're trying to do Aaron Sorkin. They're barely pulling off Sam Hyde at this point, making fun of them. This is absolutely ridiculous, what you're seeing. It's a mockery of our Congress. It's a mockery of our country. But then remember the power that these people have, because it's tempting to just laugh at them and laugh at this out of hand. But these very same people, the very same people that you see on TV, play acting for the cameras, LARPing, like it's a West Wing reboot or a bad fan film. You know, they say politics is Hollywood for ugly people. They put Washington DC under a military occupation for months after this. Steel cages, razor wire, military checkpoints. I couldn't even park my car on the street because of the military that was in place. And again, the same military, by the way, that they made sleep in parking garages because they didn't even set up for the deployment properly. At one point they were talking about putting pillboxes and crew served machine guns up for the Biden inauguration. And you wonder why we are a laughing stock around the world because you've got stuff like this. The CCP are laughing at us. Russia is laughing at us. Everyone is laughing at us. But you know who's not laughing? The people of this country who deserve better. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a question for you. Do you like meat? Because I do, and my family sure does. In fact, even my kids are starting to get into it a little bit. My wife loves it, adores it. She's Slavic, she's from Eastern Europe. That's how it rolls. And our favorite meat to get when we have it delivered directly to our house, so easy, good ranchers. What do we get? All our beef, our chicken, our seafood comes direct from 
good ranchers. It is the absolute best. They deliver it straight to our door. Why? Because we use goodranchers.com slash POSO. What is it? We're talking 100% American meat sourced from local American farms, prime and upper choice beef, highest quality, ribeyes, T-bones, New York strips, signature steak burgers, Wagyu burgers, packed full of flavor. We're uh, not, all, not only that, pre-trimmed, pre-marinated chicken breasts. It's super easy. And guys, you just go there, go to goodranchers.com slash POSO, go put together your site, determine what you want, and then you have it delivered straight to you. Plus, by the way, free shipping, free shipping, right? You don't even have to pay to ship this thing. All this meat that's coming in the case straight to your house with promo code POSO. Good Ranchers, it's American meat delivered. Goodranchers.com slash POSO. Xi Jinping, uh, in his quest to consolidate control in the party, also decisively turned his back against this fear uh, or this resistance against the cultural personality. I think this party congress will, um, you know, even more so than previous development, uh, finally turn the party completely away from this notion of power sharing, from this fear of cultural personality and really inaugurate um, an unconstrained, um, I don't want to say worshiping, but, you know, unconstrained uh, ideological and organizational uh, leadership dominance by Xi Jinping. So what you're seeing here is absolute abject insanity. There are lockdowns going on so badly across China that Xi Jinping has turned the entire People's Republic into a zero COVID hellhole. How is he doing this? The municipal and provincial leaders of the party at those levels are falling over themselves to show who can lock down their area the most in order to please the incoming emperor. Because this weekend, this Sunday, will be the coronation of Xi Jinping. There's one province, there's a report that just came out, I read it. They're making every single person, every single family inside the apartment building where they live, put an individual lock on the very front door. Why is this? Because they don't want to allow anyone to go outside unless everyone in that apartment building has held off on it, signed off on it. And if you understand how the CCP works, the CCP maintains party minders even at the apartment block level, at the neighborhood block level. Why? Because they want to know who's getting married. They want to know who's having kids. They want to know when they're getting, they want to know everything that's going on. And at this point, the zero tolerance for COVID policy has become the norm. So who is ever following and executing Xi Jinping's policy the most becomes the one who is the most fealty to the new emperor. And I saw a lot of pundits say for a long time now, CCP is about to collapse. China is about to collapse. The factions will go after him. The factions will be able to stop Xi Jinping from taking power. No, no. He's consolidated the party around himself. His cult of personality has taken out systematically anyone who stood against him. They've been doing it for years. He's been in power for 10 years now. And that is going to continue. They've taken off the limit. There was a two-term limit, two five-year terms. That's been taken off. So Xi Jinping is about to be coronated 
as the first party leader for life of the CCP, first chairman for life since Mao Zedong, Chairman Mao. And this means, of course, all of this means, of course, when we look at the geopolitics of it, Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, what are they talking about? Multipolar world, the rise of the BRICS nations. They're working with India too, because India is someone that the U.S. was trying to woo. They were, the U.S. was saying, come work with us. You can work with our system. You can work with the Anglo-American system of global financial capital. We'll have the petrodollar flowing freely. This will be the system. And it has been the system really since World War I, but definitely since World War II, that the entire world system is maintained. The U.S. Navy has backstopped the entire thing. Go listen to Bannon over on Worm. He's got done an excellent recitation of this. But I want to say what's coming next because you're seeing the rise of Xi Jinping also coincides with the rise of China and the breakup of the Anglo-American financial system, of Anglo-American dominance in world affairs. What does this mean? This means we're moving to a multipolar world. This means that like when you saw President Biden dictate to the Saudis what the price of oil would be, they told him to literally pound sand just one month before the midterm elections. How were they able to do this? Because of China, because of Russia, because of the backstopping of the BRICS nations and the new way forward. The Anglo-American system now has a competitor. It's called One Belt, One Road. And we know that Hunter Biden and his father, the big guy, were tied into this at the financial level. And Tony Bobulinski had all the receipts on this. They paid him in and they paid him off and they sold you out. Broken down over time, the LGBT population of America seems to be roughly doubling every generation. According to a recent Gallup poll, less than 1% of Americans born before 1946, that's Joe Biden's generation, identify that way. 2.6% of boomers do. 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of Millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. Which means if we follow this trajectory, we will all be gay in 2054. <laughs> I'm just saying that when things change this much, this fast, people are allowed to ask, what's up with that? All the babies are in the wrong bodies? Was there a mix-up at the plant? Like with Captain Crunch's Oops All Berries? <laughs> If we can't admit that in certain enclaves there is some level of trendiness to the idea of being anything other than straight, then this is not a serious science-based discussion. It's a blow being struck in the culture wars using children as cannon fodder. Look, I don't always agree with Bill Maher, and there's certainly some times where I've been completely in disagreement with him. But, you know, you got to point out, he's right about one thing there. You're seeing these increases in children particularly grade schools and high schools, identifying as non-binary, gender fluid, these other things, because it's trendy, because they want to fit in. It also has to do with the inverted pyramid of victimhood. What do I mean by this? Because if you are a straight white student, particularly if you're a male, then you don't get any you don't get any hierarchy here, right? You're the worst of the worst. You're an oppressor, you're a colonizer, you're um, someone who's just scum, you're, you're part of the inherent white supremacy of the uh, systemic racism, et cetera, et cetera. So nobody wants to be that. 
But then suddenly you can say, well, hold on, wait a second. What if I'm non-binary? Oh, 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 oh. Now all of a sudden you're non-binary. And so that inverted hierarchy of victimization, you go up one rung automatically overnight. And we're seeing this, by the way, we're seeing this in numbers that are astounding. It's actually worse than what Bill Maher just put out. When I say worse, I mean the numbers are even higher than what he just said. Look at this headline from the Post Millennial. I just saw this this morning. Maryland's largest school district, the largest school district in Maryland, Blue State, sees an over 500% increase in non-binary trans students. Now, this comes to us from reporting that is actually leaked. So it's actually leaked reporting from the Montgomery County Public School District. And it says this data isn't data that the outside world has seen before. It's been accidentally shared and it's incredibly illuminating. So why are we seeing this? Why is this happening now? Well, it's happening now because they're pushing this stuff in the schools. It's very simple. And we've, we've talked about how you've seen these pushes for, uh, and, and by the way, this is from Bethany Mandel, a conservative activist and parent. There it is. I want to make sure I source that out of the Montgomery County, Maryland area because they're pushing this in schools. They're sexualizing our children in schools. We've seen the graphic, pornographic material in some of these cases that's being put in front of these kids saying, this is okay, this is normal. But the more they do, they want to please the teacher. They want to fit in. And what does it also do? It severs the link with your parents at home. This is what every revolutionary movement attempts to do in order to establish their own totalitarianism. Why do I say that? Well, let's look at the next piece. Out of ABC7, Virginia parents could face child abuse charges for not gender affirming their LGBTQ child under a new proposed law. So a new proposed law in Virginia says that it could be a felony charge if you do not affirm your child's sexual orientation and gender identity according to legislation that is being introduced in Virginia's upcoming legislative session. So what does this mean? This means kids go to school, school starts pushing this stuff. They come home, they tell mom and dad, say, mom, I'm not Timmy anymore. I'm Jenny. This is me and you have to abide by it. Now, not only will the child say you're wrong and the school say you're wrong, now the government will come in and put you in jail for not affirming their agenda. Internalize this. Wawa just announced the closing of two Center City locations due to safety and security challenges. This development comes on the same day that a Wawa employee was pepper sprayed during an early morning robbery. That happened in University City near 36th and Chestnut. And then just last month, you'll recall, the Wawa in Mayfair was ransacked by nearly 100 juveniles. Wawa says over the next few weeks, it will close the Wawa stores at 12th and Market and 19th and Market. The company says associates from both stores will be offered continued employment with Wawa. In a statement, the company says continued safety and security challenges and business factors have made it increasingly difficult to remain open in these two locations. I'm not sure. Okay, if you're not from the Philadelphia area, you don't understand how much this hits home. Wawa is one of the most iconic brands. It's a chain of stores 
food, uh, food service locations outside and inside the Philadelphia area. They have them down in Florida. They're moving into Virginia, or excuse me, moving into Georgia now. They're in Virginia. They've got a couple in New Jersey, none in New York. They're leaving the city of Philadelphia. Wawa is indelibly linked with Philadelphia, and it has been for 100 years. And they're getting out of Philadelphia because of crime. They're shutting down stores. They're shutting down their expansion plans. And can you blame them? Can you blame them? This is why I love, by the way, when they say, oh, food deserts are caused by capitalism. No, food deserts are not caused by capitalism. They're caused by crime. They're caused by crime in the cities that's not policed, that's not taken care of. That's what causes food deserts, you idiots. This is why stores are closing. And it's simple. A lot of these stores operate on margin, very small margins. And those stores, those Wawa's that are within the cities, they have no gas, right? Those are non-gas uh, locations. What does it mean? It means all your margin is off your food. So if your stores are getting, if you're getting shoplifted, this goes beyond Wawa, it was everywhere, by the way. If you're getting shoplifting, that's 6% and your margin's only five, guess what? Now you're losing money while you keep restoring business. Rents are going up, inflation's going up, but you can't keep up with the prices. So you've got to raise your prices to keep up with inflation. Now the crime and the shoplifting and the ransacking of your stores has gotten so bad that you can't even afford to keep your doors open. Okay, this is a basic understanding of why food deserts exist. And by the way, I'm talking about Center City, Philadelphia. Why are those Wawa's open in Center City, Philadelphia? I'll tell you why. And I can tell you this because I'm very familiar with Philadelphia from the area. Those were open because those were the only places in Philadelphia, historically, that were safe enough to have Wawa's. And they had the foot traffic and everything else. Now... Even the safest, but this is like if there were a tourist part of Philadelphia, right? So you got your art museum, you got Center City, you got City Hall, Love Park. This is your tourist area. Even that has become so, you know, Liberty Bell. Even that has become so dangerous that they're shutting down. I don't know, even need to know what more iconic or symbolic gesture or headline you could see to, to undermine the feckless leadership at the city, state, and federal level when it comes to Pennsylvania. And it's just our cities are at large, cities at large. We're failing. You've got gang initiation murders happening every single day because the street gangs are taking over our cities. And it's not just Philadelphia. There are rivers of blood and it's on your hands. And that's all the time we have today. Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your fine, very fine, very fine podcasts, of which, obviously, this is the finest. What did we talk about today? Nancy Pelosi. We love her, don't we? She hired her daughter, her own daughter's film crew for a January 6th LARP after rejecting increased security at the Capitol. Next, Xi Jinping to hold the CCP coronation ceremony of himself as emperor this weekend as Taiwan braces. Third, liberal states, trans students' numbers are hitting record highs, and there is a new plan to criminalize 
non-gender-affirming parents. And then finally, Wawa is exiting Philadelphia as street gangs. It's just, it's so sad. Take control of our cities. We got to take our cities back. Folks, there's a lot going on right now. Thank you so much for watching this week. I want to remind you that our documentary series, Border Battle, is available from Turning Point USA at Salem Now. Go to Salem Now and watch Border Battle immediately. Episode four just dropped. And I know we said it the other day, very excited to announce Paul Manafort will be our interviewee for the Sunday special this weekend. We're very, very excited. Paul talks about Ukraine. Paul talks about Russiagate, the 2016 campaign, and Paul talks about what it was like to be in prison, I kid you not, with Jeffrey Epstein. Before we go today, it's time for today's history break. Today, October 14th, 1912, 110 years ago, Teddy Roosevelt shot while giving a speech and continued his speech, didn't die, fully recovered two weeks. That's the kind of president we need back. That's the kind of leadership. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.